Live from the Subaru of Gwinnett Studio, CAB Incorporated presents Celebrating Powerhouse Women. Now, here's your host, Amanda Pierch. Good morning and welcome back to another powerhouse episode of Celebrating Powerhouse Women. This series salutes and recognizes women that are making an impact in our community. And today I am joined by a mover and shaker herself, Duffy Dixon of Duffy Dixon Media. Good morning, Duffy. Welcome to the show. Good morning, Amanda. Thank you so much for having me. It's such a pleasure to see your smiling face in person. That's right. We haven't seen each other in a while because everyone's been, you know, at home and shut down and doing a lot of video conferencing, but nothing in person. Nothing in person. So I'm so happy to see you today. Yes. And you're glowing as always. (laughs) That's because it's hot outside. And also these super cool lights that we have in the background, right? Yeah, this feels official. This is awesome. It's official. Well, before we get into your your robust history of broadcasting and entrepreneurship, I just kind of wanted to share with the audience a little bit about you, if that's okay. Absolutely. All right. So Duffy Dixon, she's not only the president and the creator and the owner and the sole proprietor of Duffy Dixon Media, but she also has a 27-year tenure in, um, excuse me, in broadcasting. So she worked for 11 Alive and help me out here, Duff. Uh, 27 years as a news anchor and news reporter. Most recently, you're right at 11 Mm -hmm. Alive in Atlanta for 14 years. That's probably my longest tenure somewhere. And that's where people most recognize you from, isn't it? Right, because we still live in Atlanta. Mm -hmm. And it's funny, I have not been on the air, I think, in two years. And still people... Uh, when they see me, they're like, I haven't seen you on the news lately. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I say, well, I haven't been there for a while. I haven't been there. Well, truth be told, you and I met and became friends probably two years ago or so, but I recognized you from 11 Alive That's myself. That's right. It was I, a great run. I yes. really loved that job. Well, cheers to you. We'll rewind a little bit and hop into our time machine. And uh, let's see. Let's start out with a 16-year-old Duffy. And what did 16-year-old Duffy want to do? Did you have aspirations to be a broadcaster as you are today? I did not. 16-year-old Duffy. Let me think back. No, no, I didn't. But I was, <laughs> I uh, was, I thought I'd be in musical theater. I loved uh, theater and drama and I did like public speaking. I liked writing, reading. So all of those things sort of, um, I think, were, were building blocks to what I decided I wanted to do. Um, I went to a boarding school in, in Arizona wow. by choice. Okay. Uh, where I lived, there were great high schools. And I also, because I liked arts and other things, that they didn't have a lot of those programs. So um, I went to a co-ed boarding school in Arizona. I loved it. I went for four years. I still have lifelong friends. When we were there, uh, they did a video for the school. And I don't know if they asked me or I said I'd love to help, but a couple kids, we were on the video and helped create it. And I loved that. And the big joke was people were like, oh, you should do that. You should be. And I was like, oh, I don't want to do that. I don't want to be a TV person. So fast forward to mm-hmm. my, I go to a liberal arts college for my first year. Mm-hmm. And in the summer, I wanted to find a fun job. Like I'd always had a job, but like an office worker, you know. So I thought, I want a fun job. I love, I did watch a lot of television news back in the day. And I thought, how cool would it be to go work at a TV station? So I went, they didn't have any openings. They, I was too young to actually have an internship, but they were desperate. This is Palm Springs, California, which is very small. It's bigger now, it wasn't as big then. Uh, but I went and I said, I would really love to have an internship or just, um, you know, or, or a job. I could just empty the wastebaskets. I just was fascinated by TV news. Yeah. 
everyone's like, how did you get it? I was like, I loved watching TV news and TV in general. And I just thought, how do they make it? Anyway, so a nice uh, news anchor said, well, if you're interested, I watched them writing the scripts and video and everything. So he kept inviting me back. Nice. Well, just come on back. Uh -huh. Just see what we do. So by the end of the summer, unofficially, the news director wasn't around a lot. So he didn't realize that I was unofficially, I guess, an intern. Uh, I, by the end of the summer, I they taught me how to shoot. They taught me how to edit. Or I taught myself to edit in the middle of the night. Mm -hmm. It took me hours. Uh, but I learned all these things. So I decided to transfer to school so I could major in broadcast journalism. Wow. So you went from Arizona, and then you went to California. And you kind of, uh, unbeknownst to yourself, you were um, kind of diving into that world at a very early age. But I, it I was. Of, yeah. It, and my mom was really great. I mean, I still got another summer job, right, because I had to have a job to, like, make money. And, but she's like, if you're passionate about this, go it. for it. You know, if they'll, they'll invite you back, just make yourself useful. Mm -hmm. And that's what I tell everyone now. Whatever you're interested in, especially if you're not sure it's what you want to do, get an internship. Go see what it's really like. So I knew what TV news back in the day was like. And it was, you know, it was crazy. It was uh, a lot of work. It was long hours. It was weird hours. All of that I was exposed to mm -hmm. so that when I went to college for it, I kind of felt like I had a better grip on what it was going to be like from the inside out. Right. Basically. So you had producer, you had uh, I'm sorry, professors who were trying to teach TV news, and I would say to myself, uh, "Don't no. they don't really mm -hmm. do that anymore? We actually it's do it this antiquated. way." So it was good. It was good and bad. Um, it was good in that I had I had a really good sense of that I really wanted to do this. I'm probably I was probably frustrating to some of my my professors because I would say, you know, we were, you don't really have eight hours to put something together, you have about three. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so. Hey, well, you're the voice of reason. You're <laughs> speaking from experience. I don't know they'd say that. <laughs> well, at least you got both ends of the spectrum. You got the, the practical and the application, and then you got to learn, you know, the brick and mortar, the open the book type thing. And you do, because you learn communication law, you learn, um, you know, you just learn a lot about the rules and FCC and all the things you really do need to know. And you also, I wanted to stay in college. There was a point where, um, I was told, hey, if you stay here at the station as an intern, we maybe could get you a job. Mm -hmm. And so I really decided, I think I'm going to stay in college because I wanted more of an education. Right. And I think that's important because wherever you get your education, it doesn't have to be at college, but you need to know history. Mm -hmm. You need to know um, civics. I mean, a lot of that stuff and yeah, political. Plays a role. Yeah, it, it, you need that background. Mm -hmm. I would agree. You know, a lot of places now, they do a lot of on-the-job training or just, you know, field experience. And then they don't have that extra element that you mentioned. So tying it all together as a whole is very important. And obviously, it served you well because you're such an esteemed woman in your field. I failed to mention that uh, Duffy is a multiple Emmy Award winner. Wow. Do you like have a shelf on your house with all the Emmy Awards? Uh, well, are there three? Th we, I have three of them uh -huh. that have my name on them. So there are more Emmy Awards I've won as a group. As a group. Yeah, yeah. Um, yes. And it's funny because my husband, I think, likes them more than I do. <laughs> they're in his office and you see them sort not when you first come in, but mm -hmm. they are on the shelf. And he just thinks they're great. I mean, they're, they're wonderful. I'm so proud of getting them. But it is just an award. It's mm -hmm. it's, you know, it's it's. You know, it's it, an accomplishment. It, it's an accomplishment, right. but it's not the end all. I don't whip them out and, you know. That's okay. <laughs> Everybody has a cheerleader, and Doug is your cheerleader. Yeah, that's right. That's and right. And number one fan, because he polishes those uh, Emmys yeah. in his office. <laughs> Shout out to Doug. <laughs> well, very cool. Cheers to you, Duffy, on your accomplishments. I know that there's more ahead. Um, I apologize for water bugging around. I'm just so excited about everything that you've done. Uh, let's talk a little bit about your new initiative and how you were able to kind of without using the word pivot, pivot from what you're doing in traditional media to the 
the teaching or the education piece that you're doing now. So I'll let you speak more about it, but just briefly, Duffy has her own company, which is Duffy Dixon Media, and she kind of helps prepare people like me or anybody that is um, going to be engaged in a public speaking um, event or something like that to kind of polish them and help them identify some skills that will help them through the process. And I have been a recipient of those. I'll share with you after Duffy gives you some more information about her current endeavor. That's right. So Duffy Dixon Media, uh, I specialize in media training. That's getting you ready to talk to the media. If you have something scheduled or if you just need media training, I suggest it for everyone. It's something that if you don't think you'll ever be in front of a camera, think again, everyone has a cell phone, right? So don't just think of uh, network television. Think of anyone who comes up to you and and, and puts a camera in your face. Mm -hmm. You need to know um, how to manage that. Uh, And God forbid, in a crisis situation, someone comes up to you, something wrong happens at your business, and they show up at your doorstep with a microphone in your face. You need to know how to respond to that. You need to know what your rights are as far as where people can be on your property and Mm. what they can be asking of you. Um, So media training is a, it can be a very broad topic. Uh, But yes, and that media training can be used for public speaking it can be used for you know your sales calls everything like that it does it makes you podcasting podcasting right you really yeah you really need to get comfortable with the medium of being on camera and then and also being on a podcast Mm -hmm. Uh, I also do video content creation yes I've been seeing so much on LinkedIn I'm very excited to learn more yes so I do videos for people that they can use on their website and or on social media these can be uh, videos that tell people about themselves. It can be a special uh, offer they're running. They're not really ads. Uh, people love a good story, and especially with business owners. Business owners have great stories, stories tell, why yeah. they do what they do, right? And they're mm-hmm. passionate about it. So my job is to try to tell your story through video, because video You're really visual is... visual storyteller. Yes, and video is just where it's at. If you yeah. put that, you need to have... Uh, video component on your website and also in social media mm-hmm. there the stats are huge that yes. if you have video people stop and click mm-hmm. and uh, it's a great way to tell your story with pictures and sound and you know people do amazing things it's wonderful to see what they do like a behind the scenes look yeah. at what they do and how they do it it mm-hmm. fascinates me that's the reporter in me that mm-hmm. has not died, died. I just no. I just it love will it. never die yeah I'm just uh, people fascinate me mm-hmm. uh, and then we also I, I mentioned a little bit crisis communications uh, that is something that's more of a um, a corporate thing I do, uh, and it's to prepare people for any sort of crisis. I've actually done a lot of uh, speaking engagements recently, given COVID, right. uh, talking to industries about how they are handling COVID, how they handled it at the beginning, who you need to be talking to, what you need to be saying, uh, where you need to be reassuring, protecting your employees, uh, reaching out to your vendors. So it's become something that's a really hot topic, and yeah. we... And COVID is like nothing we ever saw, right? We, a lot of industries prepare for hurricanes mm-hmm. or they prepare for Fires, um, a terrorist floods, attack, yeah. a fire. But this was so very different. And so I think everyone's learning a lot of lessons. Mm-hmm. So that's been a great help to be able to do that. And then the, you talked about a pivot. Mm-hmm. So I never thought I'd be doing this, mm-hmm. but I'm doing a ton of training for video conferencing. Yes, that's amazing. So everyone, you know, we're all stuck looking uh-huh. at each other in the little pretty box. bunch boxes, yeah. right? And amazingly, we've been doing this for how many months? People are still not getting it. Like, you have to get good at this. Please tell me a part of your recommendation or the training is to dress like a business professional. Yes. uh, I always wear your hula shirts and your board shorts. (laughs) Right. So, uh, you know, two weeks into this uh, crisis, we were all at home with bed hair and our T-shirts on, eating our cereal and freaking out, right? 
And that was fine because we were all kind of, oh, I'm in my pajamas. Mm-hmm. This is crazy. Right. What are we doing? So CEOs and managers have now caught on to video conferencing, to Zoom, to LinkedIn, not LinkedIn, Zoom, um, go to meeting, all of those. The problem is this technology is out there now, right? And everyone's using it. Even when we start meeting face-to-face, I anticipate they're going to keep using this technology in some way. Yeah. And I think the technology is only going to get better. Yep. So I think it's really incumbent on everyone to learn how to do this and do this well. And a lot of people say, I'm just not comfortable. Well, you know what? I didn't create the Pandora's box, but it's open, right? So you need to get comfortable. You don't need to be uh, a glamour queen. You don't need to um, you know, have some expensive equipment and things. There's very easy things you can do in your house mm-hmm. to make you look and sound better yeah. and to make you feel better about being on camera. And it's really, really important. And it's time to raise your game because what's happening is that people who aren't good at video conferencing, it is starting to work against them. Mm. There is a point where people in the room, if everyone's up to their game and someone has not, or someone doesn't even turn on their computer or turn on their camera, Mm -hmm. that can negatively impact them. Yeah. So that's the number one thing. You can't not turn on your camera anymore. As a colleague said- I've been guilty of that Yeah, you can't do that. I don't have my makeup on. No, just do it. Yeah, yep, you gotta get up, you gotta gotta shower, do your hair, shave and Mm -hmm. get in there. And uh, as a colleague said, it's as rude as walking into a board meeting with a bag over your head. Wow, that is a very vivid analogy. And it makes total sense. Yeah, because if, if your camera's not on, what would it, it leads people to think? Yeah, oh, they're doing are dishes th- in the background. Right, why, just where are they? Where yeah. are, are they in Hawaii? And mm-hmm. nobody told us. You know, or why if they do, just logged on and walked away? Do they have a black eye and they didn't want to be? I mean, you just don't know, mm-hmm. and you just you have to get comfortable with it. I would agree. Well, without giving away too much of your secret sauce, maybe you could give our avid listeners just a couple um, just simple tricks that you mentioned. You said something about background like during video, and that's something I always try to consider. I work, my home office is just my kitchen table, and I've sat at all four chairs, and I've determined that the one with the piece of artwork is probably the best, although the lighting is not ideal. That's what I want shown most versus all my knickknacks or my breakfast bar, so on and so forth. And I've seen your videos, that the little setup that you have at your house and it's very um, well appointed so what would you suggest to the person that's just rapidly had to make a home office for the background of their webinar without using that virtual thing that looks kind of weird right so the first thing before you choose a background I would I what I do with clients um, I do it in groups or one-on-one we have you lift up your laptop and we walk around your house and we look at where's your where's your natural light mm-hmm. because the wind the light coming in through your windows is the brightest light there is. Mm-hmm. The key to being on TV anytime is the light has to be in front of your face. The most light has to be in front of you. So if you love, like you can see, I have a window behind me, but it's shot, it's it's in the, it's well, the early part of the mm-hmm. day. It's not really bright. In the afternoon, there's a lot of sun coming in. I don't sit there the because you cannot have brighter light Back behind lit, you. Yeah. Right, so you'll look like, you'll mm-hmm. look like a you're silhouette. just a shadow, yeah. right. So I would say the first thing is find that natural light. Secondly, yes, background. The big thing, like (laughs) there's a whole game going on where people try to pick out what is on your bookshelf, Uh right? And read the titles of books you read and then look (gasps) at your knickknacks and comment on them. Yeah, don't be that person. Mm -hmm. Yeah, So, so less is more make it very and make it appropriate too like you don't want to have your margarita glasses yeah and stemware Jimmy behind you collection right, <laughs> exactly <laughs> margaritaville yeah don't don't put your bobbleheads uh-huh. behind you either yeah um, so you want to just just think of minimizing it think of making it less is more and someplace that people aren't going to be walking behind you oh good call your pets or your children kids, yeah or your spouse going to get coffee mm-hmm. try to control the environment 
and backgrounds. If you don't have a great background and you're stuck in one spot in your house, you can buy a screen. Mm -hmm. Like it's a, you can buy a three uh, part screen to put behind you. you, Yeah, yeah. and and did and uh, virtual backgrounds. Mm -hmm. I know everyone loves them. They, they can look weird though. They can be done, mm -hmm. but they have to be done well. Tastely, and that's yeah. a whole nother thing about lighting and where you put it and be prepared for them to not work so everyone's still going to see mm -hmm. what's behind what's you. What's behind you. Yeah. Well, I will say I'm just noticing, uh, I mentioned earlier, and I'm just going to brag on you for a minute because <laughs> you were so kind to take me under your duffy wing before we even knew that I'd be seated in this host seat right here. That's, you've come a long way, baby. Thank you. Well, Duffy and I had the pleasure of working an IATL event about a year ago. Yes. Uh, just when this show was uh, in concept creation. And she was kind enough to um, help me out with some tips and tricks behind the mic that I have applied directly to this um, show and I believe have voted me well. And because you guys can't really see us, I'll tell you, the way that Duffy is sitting is so poised and she hasn't really been moving around like a fidgeting squirrel like I have. She sat there with her shoulders back and her hands very nicely placed. So something as simple as that, that not everybody naturally does, is something that you have coached people to do and that you have to consciously do yourself I'm sure because you wouldn't just sit here so pretty and nice if you're at home would you oh, maybe oh, you'd be oh, a little yeah. bit more relaxed yes I'm perfect at home I well, just you uh, haven't even moved yourself well you know why because I am a huge hand talker and when you're talking in a microphone like this we've all learned um <laughs> yeah or you turn to the side if it, the reason you and I are facing each other mm -hmm. right is so that we're not away from the mic every time I do I've done some podcasts here at, mm -hmm. at, at, at business radio yes. x and so you know, when someone's next to you and everyone turns like this and the sound is really big. Yeah, so yeah. you got to stick right on the mic. So, yes, I, I do that to myself so that so that I don't spaz out. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I have need to, take, uh, need to take a trick from that book. You guys heard it here. Duffy has so many tips and tricks that she can help just guide you, and we'll give that information at the end. But I do want to touch on some other paramount things um, with you. You are highly revered in our community, and you are a philanthropist as well. What are some things that you participate in um, outside of what you do every day to kind of give back to uh, the world, the community, maybe somebody that you mentor? Yeah, I try to have a couple people that I mentor. And at the same time, I look for mentors myself. Mm -hmm. um, you know, since I transitioned from television news into owning my own business, I've learned so much. And I it's so much fun. It's a lot of work. But I've been able to connect with people who've been doing a little longer than me. And it's so important to have a really good support system. It's important that you help others. When, when I learn something and I have someone else who's just starting a business, I try to share as much as I can mm -hmm. because people did that with me. At the same time, I try to look and, and, and look forward and look at people who are way more successful than I am and, and look at what they do and what works and what doesn't. Um, I try to, yeah, when anyone needs help, it, it's fun when you have your own business. You do a lot of freebies, uh -huh. you know, but, but it's okay. It's, mm -hmm. it's not, it, 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 it helps to help other people. And we're um, planting seeds when it, you do you that. are, and yeah. it comes back to you full, you know, twice. It does. Uh, I will say that I have a passion for making sure every kid can read. Uh, it's been really hard during COVID because mm -hmm. I volunteer once a week at Meadow Creek Elementary, which is a, a title one school. So these kids really need as much help as they can get. Mm -hmm. um, I help out in their um, media center. And so the whole trick there it's it's elementary school so getting kids to learn that reading opens so many doors and my favorite thing to do is when they come in and they want a book but they don't know what they want and and I start with what what what, what do you like? like yeah right do you like horses do you like cars do you like drawing and it's it's just neat to see kids 
who learn that reading is fun mm-hmm. and it's and so essential. Excited, yeah. yeah, and the stats are just overwhelming that when kids learn to read early by the third grade, you have to get them by the time they hit third grade or the stats and the likelihood that they will succeed just goes you know, just goes nowhere. So it's really a passion of mine. Um, I also do a lot of um, helpful things through my church. We we're part of a group called Helping Hands, ah, and basically for I've anyone, yeah, if anyone who um, is a widow or um, can't afford, the, you know, yard work or to be moved or anything like that, there's a band of us volunteers, and we help out. I've, I'm quite good at packing and unpacking. And <laughs> look uh, at you. Yeah, so so anyway, you can help. And yeah, I, I just I That's firmly great. believe in in helping where you can. And um, yes. I've been helped before, so. I want to help Extend how I can. That. Mm-hmm. Well, speaking of reading, Duffy, I'm going to take a <laughs> moment here and take advantage of your rich, long-standing history in broadcasting, and I'm going to ask you to deliver the word from our sponsor. Oh, in put me on the spot. Duffy fashion. All right, it's all for you. Where do you want me to start? Oh, oh the yellow. Go, yeah, okay, the right. yellow. And this is CAB Incorporated, our presenting sponsor. That's right. Yes. I, I do know you're that your sponsor. Okay, I'm going to try to do how I said my presenting sponsor. Yeah. <laughs> This show is presented by CAB Incorporated. Since 1982, CAB Incorporated has been a distinguished leader in manufacturing and global sourcing, serving a variety of industries, including infrastructure, hydraulics, automotive, and rail with their precision machined iron and steel products. As a woman-owned company, CAB is proud to be the presenting sponsor of the Celebrating Powerhouse Women series. Woo! I'm saying. I, I, I love the applause. Thank you so much. Thanks thank so. you. Thank you. Thank you. Mike and JJ, we'll have to have her come in here so that we can record that because that was flawless. <laughs> One thing I didn't put into practice that I do remember you teaching me, I have yet to be able to overcome the high inflection in my voice when I get excited. So to our listeners that heard Duffy read that very poised, um, you'd notice in the difference between my reads and hers that mine's a lot more peppy and Hi. Are you saying I'm boring? No, yours was very, (laughs) very well thought out. And that's that's where I was going with this. Um, And you can speak a little bit more to it. But apparently, naturally, when we're excited or something, your voice gets higher as women. And because I'm so excited about our sponsors, mine tends to go up like that. So I will have to re-listen to your read and have to try and replicate that or just bamboozle you into coming to do it again. (laughs) You know, we all have natural voices. And the beauty about podcasts is it's not supposed to be a broadcast, right? podcast is I love them because everyone brings their own natural voice and everything else I look when I get excited I start you know squealing Squealing. yeah it's (laughs) it's not pretty Um, the problem is and and especially for women when you are uh, in front of a microphone the pitch of our voices if you get too high I really feel like a lot gets lost I feel like it doesn't carry it can sound it can sound thinner um, it can sound it just kind of gets tuned out and it's something that all of us have to work on so if a guy if a guy speaks really low mm-hmm. and he gets excited, it's still here. Mm-hmm. When we don't, and then we go, oh mm-hmm. yeah, that's just it. Just yeah. it does nothing. Yeah. So it and it's one of those things you just practice mm-hmm. and breathing. That's a big yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's it's hard though, isn't yeah. it? And your pauses were different than mine as well. So I'm gonna have to work on that. Oh thank, no, everyone reads differently. That. Not a problem. I very much enjoyed <laughs> your read. You get practice at it. <laughs> yeah, I guess once a week. Hey, I did want to give a shout out to our other sponsors, and that would be McCarthy. Building Companies and Cat Rangers, and I'll tell you more about them in just a little while. Duffy, I want to dive in kind of to the media side because I'm so excited to have your knowledge of that um, field. And being that you're a 
live news reporter, what would you say the difference in the landscape as far as how it's changed today? Um, I guess maybe take the last three months out of the equation because it's drastically changed in the past three months. But since the time that you were in the field to now, how have things changed? Well, I still have a lot of friends who are still in broadcast television news, and I really I keep uh, keep in touch with them. I know these past three months have been very hard for everyone. Uh, journalism has changed a lot, uh, you know, <laughs> to date myself. You know, I was around before we had computers. Like, I, I mean, I remember when we first started using computers to generate news. I, we used to do it on typewriters with mm -hmm. big giant type and um, I, that seems so foreign to everyone. One day I was a long ago, I was a, a morning anchor and I was producing the show and executive producing the show and writing the show and I had someone helping me and our and the computer went down. <gasps> and I had several people including the director like, well, I guess we just can't go on. I was like, well, no, no, no. We you know what to do. I was like, well, no. I was just like, we have to go on. No one's going to fill the spot. So I was like, okay, if we need to get magic markers and pieces of paper, we're, we're writing it. out stories. And that was just, they freaked out. I was like, you have no idea. We can read off pieces of paper, right? We can we can, we can, can go old school. Uh -huh. We can do this. So yeah, it, the technology has been just amazing, the change in all of it. Um, obviously, the internet and um, social media has changed a lot. I am happy to be a part of that. I was happy when, when it started becoming big, and that really changed what I do on a daily basis. Hmm. It used to be that we would go out in the field, so that means you get a story. Uh, you, you, everyone decides what your story will be. You'd go out into the field or out into the public, and you'd go get video and speak with people, do interviews, and you'd put together your news story for the 6 o'clock news. Well, then we started having 5 o'clock news mm -hmm. and 4 o'clock news. Then add social media and the internet. Right, so when you're at a breaking news situation, it's you're not going to be able to wait till six o'clock to mm -hmm. file your story. Uh, we have the because someone's going to Facebook Live it before you do, right? And we have the capability to go live right then. So we plug in our cameras. That camera's going live. You're on live, and at the same time, when you have any breaks, you're trying to you know get on Twitter and get out the facts and 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 spread information. I love that. I actually a lot of journalists were really it was asking a lot of us uh, to do more and more and more, but I. I just, I love it. I, I, I believe the more information, the better. Mm -hmm. And I love the immediacy of it. And I still, even though I'm not in news, I do. I, I follow Twitter and breaking yes. news situations. People need to know that is not news of record, mm -hmm. right? You can't use that as a source. If I see something on Twitter, I should not, as a journalist, go on and say, so-and-so says, I mean, you can use, you know, if it's something they say, fine, but I'd, I'd still, I'm, I'm old school. Right. I want to check the facts. Uh -huh. um, I do worry that sometimes we want to be first mm -hmm. versus right or correct that's exactly on my page did you read my show notes first i did not did, <laughs> and it's hard it's a it's a hard thing because you have bosses who say i want you to be first mm -hmm. but at the same time you it's your name and it's your reputation and you want to be right i mean the bad news about social media is if something wrong gets out there it will catch fire yes and it's it's almost impossible to take things back mm -hmm. i mean the news rarely uh, prints retractions or goes on, especially because, goes yeah. on air and, and has retractions. Mm -hmm. So um, you know, it's interesting being on that side of it. I try when I'm doing media training, you know, the media is not your enemy. Mm -hmm. um, the media is there and can be a very useful tool for you. But you also need to understand where the media is coming from. You know, they need to get the information. And if someone in the media is asking you for information and you're not responding, they will go elsewhere to find the story. Mm -hmm. They're not going to stop doing the story just because you don't want to talk. Right. 
That's amazing um, that you say that. And I wonder, you know, with the acceleration of digital and social media and so on and so forth, do you think that the facts have been diluted because you have just everyday Joes out there uh, without getting too far into it, but with a lot of the protests and everything that's been going on, you have people that are actually recording with their own cell phones at that time. And that story really, you know, versus what was put out by a a news um, corporation, you know, like, how do you deal with that? Because it could be completely different. And then the, the public is diluting the message that you're trying to send. How do you guys combat that? You know, I don't think there should be a message that the media is trying to send. I think the media should be covering what they see and what they experience. Uh, people, whether you like it or not, everyone has a camera and everyone was recording. Who's been to a concert now and nobody watches the concert? Everyone has their phones up in mm-hmm. the air. <laughs> like, you know, you're sitting here, here. you could just watch it. Uh, but the fact that's just the fact of life is everyone has a phone, everyone's recording it. But think how much cameras have helped, okay? Especially in things that are um, that happen abroad. You know, uh, when 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 outrageous, you know, political crackdowns and everything else happen in other countries. Before, we would never hear about it. Now we do. Right. So I, I, I strongly believe there's still so much good that comes out of everyone being able to get their message Coverage. out. Yeah. What it does, though, is it puts the onus on us as consumers of news or as listeners. Um, it It's important for us to be discerning, mm-hmm. right? So when I look at the news, I look at all sorts of sources, right? I, I want to hear all sides of a story, and then I will formulate Formulary, my opinion. Yep. I don't think anyone should listen to just one outlet. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, you know, everything has become politicized, and it just, it, it, it's a shame. Yeah. Because some stories are just bigger than politics, mm-hmm. and some stories are just so, they're so in-depth. You know, you just really look at all sides of a story and make your own decisions. Um, I will say, too, that, you know, everyone recording things, look, that's police brutality. Whatever you think of it, now there is video and people can make up their own minds. Right. Obviously, that needs to be, um, you know, they need to go to court. Whether whether it happened, whether it can be, you know, prosecuted mm-hmm. and, you know, that all that takes time. But, you know, I, I can't help but think the more eyes that are on everybody, it, it's where we're it's at. Accountability. It's accountability. Yeah. accountability. And it works for everybody. Mm-hmm. See, this is the thing everyone needs to say. When you're so happy that things get caught on camera, be aware that you can be caught on yeah. camera, right? <laughs> you can't have it one way. You can't have I don't want the hypocrisy, right? Uh-huh. We either all agree everything should be transparent and out the open or we believe nothing should, should be, be out. Yeah. I mean, you can't, you can't pick and choose. One or the other. Right. Right. Duffy, um, being a woman in the world of media, did you, especially because you'd been, you've been in the industry for quite a while and you've seen, just as you mentioned, from the phase of the typewriter onto the, yeah. <laughs> onto the revolution of computers the invention and digital, of the wheel. <laughs> um, did you as a powerhouse woman experience any diversity or any challenges because you were, you were a gal that was reporting versus the fellas that were out there? I think I did early on, but I really never let it get to me. I, I don't believe in being a victim or, you know, um, you know, complaining that, oh, I'm not getting a fair shake. If anything, it just made me try harder. Right. That's what I mean. Like, did you feel the need to really dig down uh, and set yourself apart? Because um, at the time, wasn't it a predominantly male It was. World? It was. And, and again, it was... I just I think my mom was always like just get out there and do it you know don't whine just get out and do it but it is funny my first tv job uh was in Pocatello Idaho Idaho don't don't think Boise think smaller Uh yeah (laughs) very small uh and it was culture shock because I had never really seen snow nor had I worked in snow and it snows for like 
six or seven or eight months a year. It's, wow. it's a lot of snow. Anyway, but it was also a very small town, right? I grew up in Southern California. I was used to malls and, um, you know, concerts and freeways and everything else. And Idaho, uh, Pocatello, Idaho is very different. And I do remember when I first started, and it's fun, everyone who comes out of journalism school is like, we're just ready to go. We're all fired up. We're just, we are going to change the world with journalism. We are going to uncover the truth. And yeah, we're just really kind of all, <laughs> we're so idealistic and, you know, we're just raring to go. And I know now that I have, uh, now that I'm not the new person, you watch new, mm -hmm. it, it, you can't, you can't fault them because it's so exciting to yeah. see that kind of excitement. But you quickly learn, like, settle down, You're Bucky. down, big shifter. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right, cubby. Um, and I do remember I was very upset because a sheriff wouldn't grant me an interview. Or I kept saying, trying to say, I want to come meet you or mm -hmm. I want you to talk about this. And he wouldn't. And I had a boss who said, Let maybe you should try wearing more skirts. Oh. <laughs> okay. He turned out to have his own issues. So I won't, you know, I mean, he, 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 he made his own bed and had to lie in it. He, that was one of the, that was the lesser things he said. Mm -hmm. But I thought, huh, well, that's not going to work. And mm -hmm. I just, I'm not going to play that game. Yeah, I don't and, want the interview if, to, if I have to show some thigh. Right, but I was like, really? And the other thing I'm thinking is, we're in Idaho, it's snowing, really? You know what I want to do yeah. is wear a skirt because yeah. I'll freeze up. So With my yeah. goulashes. But you know, you got a little of that. But um, people were very, um, I, think, I think when you take yourself seriously, but not too seriously, right? I just I wouldn't let stuff like that get to me. I do Good think I do think um, my mom and the women bef you know before me paved the way a lot. My mom has stories about working in an all male office, and I I think maybe her stories helped. I said, "Well, did you feel outnumbered?" She's like, "I guess I would have, but I just didn't. I just thought I can, I can do the work just yeah. as well." Mm -hmm. So I think it's important that um, whatever your surroundings, don't don't let it become a crutch. Um, uh, help other people out. Um, some of your best allies, you know, can be men or women. I worked with a lot of guys, mm -hmm. uh, a lot of men, in because most of the photographers were men. I like that. I, I work very well um, with either men or women. But I think a lot, a lot of progress has been made. And I think, too, more progress needs to be made as far as newsrooms looking like the place you live. Hmm. And I think that not only is the color of your skin, I think that's the age, mm -hmm. right? You know, everyone is very young on television, and that's great. But you need to think about older people because right. I hear more than not, like, where did all the people, where right. did all, where did all the older the people legacies. go? Like, right. And yeah. I, I mean, I learned from such great people, and I noticed as it was getting younger and younger, I thought you're just you're getting rid of so much. Mm -hmm. I mean, these people knew in Atlanta, especially. Man, my mentors in my newsroom were just they knew everything. They'd been there mm -hmm. for, um, for for decades, and they just they had. Um, perspective yeah you know and I I missed I missed that toward the end um, I missed that mm -hmm. and so it was I had such a great career I did every it, I tell everyone like I had a dream to be in a top 10 television market and I did it you did and I'm so grateful it was so much fun mm -hmm. it was my life's ambition and then I got there and I was like okay you know what I think I'm ready to do something else it is a grueling business mm -hmm. it is tough you miss a lot of holidays you work many more hours than you get paid for and so for 27 years I did it my husband was great he supported me the whole time we joke that we never really had the same work hours we're now at home so I have my own business uh -huh. and he is self-employed 
So boy, that takes some getting used to. And then COVID hit. I was oh, like, now oh you're my trapped gosh. in the house together. I was like, we are going to be married forever yeah. after this. <laughs> if we can endure the quarantine, we can endure yeah, it all. But he was a very, very patient, supportive guy. So uh, it was really nice to take a break mm-hmm. after uh, being being in television news. And then now take what I know and help people be their best, look their best, sound mm-hmm. their best, and make that best first impression and be and understand the medium. Again, you can't get away from cameras now, and I, I, whether you're comfortable or not, let's make it, let's demystify it, right? And let's teach you how to use video and words and pictures. To your advantage. Right, and to tell stories. I mean, the, the heart of everything is storytelling. People right. love stories, people connect with people. Mm-hmm. So let's, let, let's figure out how to do that. Let's connect. Well, that's a perfect a perfect point to pause. So I can um, I will breathe the word of this sponsor. Let's see if I can um, if I can make you proud. In addition to CAB Incorporated, um, McCarthy Building Companies is proud to be one of our sponsors. And McCarthy is a community based general contractor specializing in healthcare, education, aviation, and commercial construction projects. They're committed to helping their clients achieve their short and long term strategic goals. The McCarthy Partnership for Women believes that diverse perspectives drive better outcomes, and that is why they are thrilled to support this Celebrating Powerhouse Women series. And I am drinking from my new McCarthy tumbler that they gifted me last time that they were in studio. Very Thank nice. You for the swag. <laughs> um, that was a perfect time to pivot. <laughs> Duffy, I want to ask you, we'll get a little bit more personal if I may. Uh, of course, go for it. Okay. So, again, being a powerhouse... And being able to... I don't know if I'm a powerhouse. Oh, you're labeled. It's done. Trailblazer. We'll find another word for it. (laughs) Um, Back in in the time that you were in those grueling days of, of news, how were you able to balance your work and your home life? So you were in a marriage. You were out on the streets covering, you know what leads how are you able to find you know balance and time for yourself as well through all the responsibility that you had in life well I think my husband and I have always believed in work hard play harder right so you when you and and, and when I did get a chance like if I got a three-day weekend oh my goodness even a two-day weekend it was like yes um, so I think it's really important that you that you play hard and 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 work hard uh, but make that balance I was um, my husband and I do not have kids by choice mm-hmm. uh, and that's something that we got married pretty young so every 10 years we would talk to each other and say do, do you want them I was like I don't want them do you want them yeah and so just to make sure just to make sure we were both on the same page so I think that really made it easier for me mm-hmm. so I, I, I am in awe of my friends and colleagues who have families um, and who and careers and careers and juggle it all it is a lot and the news business really demands um, that was your baby Right, right. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, that was my baby. Yeah. We had dogs, that too. The dogs uh-huh. and yeah. Um, but it, it really, I, I, I don't know how they do it. And I know that a lot of people said later on that, you know, I, I just remember people saying, I'm going to miss my son's birthday. I'm going to miss um, my daughter's recital. I'm going to miss, I had to cancel my vacation because, you know, this hurricane came, they need me to go somewhere. So it's really important. And I think the, the next generation is so much better at this. I love this. This is what I love about millennials. <laughs> they came in and they said, look, I want a work-life balance. I want to be able to have a career and have a family. And I want time off. And, I wa-. and they came in and demanded it. Well, really, I mean, they said, this is, this is non-negotiable. And I remember thinking, 
You can't say that. Yeah. You can't say that. You can't. You can't ask for, you know, sunshine and daylight and mm-hmm. things, water and food. Uh-huh. Yeah. So I really, thinking about it, I was like, good for them. Because a lot of people in my business, once they retire, they say, man, I wasted, you know, here's, here's the sad thing. It's important when you start a career to understand that no one at the end of your life will say, gee, I wish they would have worked more. Hmm. Right? So when you have a career, it's so important that you don't make it everything. Wow. You need, you know, think about what's so important to you, your relationships, mm-hmm. right? And your marriage. And if you have kids, there is a way to balance it. And I do think it's getting better because what's so cool is there are a couple of younger women that I've worked with who are now news directors. Wow. And they are, they are, they are saying to their, to their employees, mm-hmm. look, that's great. We appreciate your work, but you're taking this time off. Or, you know, if you need to leave at four o'clock for a recital, we're going to make Go that work it. for yeah. you. And it's because they were in that same situation and they knew how it felt and they figured out a way to do it. And mm-hmm. they're, then they're, and they're sharing that with other people. And I think it's high time in the news business that they, that they Did do that. that. Yeah. yeah. It's not, you know, it's a, it's a job. It is a career. It is a passion and love. But every once in a while, you got to keep the humanity yeah. in it. Yeah. And I'm so proud of them. Um, Give them a shout out. Okay. So so Julie Wolf, uh, she and um, and I'm trying to think, Molly Kulchik. Kulchik um, but I don't think um, she's a news director. I think she's an executive producer. But these Either are these way. are these are great. I mean, and they they really are doing news on their terms. They're also hugely supportive of people. Mm-hmm. And want you know help you learn, and it's great. It's it's great to see people who were in news and realized, oh, this is what I wish I would have gotten from my leadership, and they're going forward and doing it. It's it's so cool to see. Were these two young ladies a part of your um, program, the Duffy Dixon Media, or just a no, no? These are these these were these were people I worked with when I was in news. So I'm gonna have to now I'm gonna have to send them this link and tell them to yeah to to listen. Well, since we're on the topic of podcasts and success and personal development. share with us some of your favorite podcasts or a book that you've recently completed that you might I know you I know you enjoy books and you have a passion for reading I do so if there's something and it's okay a lot of people are like oh I'm reading some weird crime mystery that's okay I just want oh yeah I know what you enjoy oh I enjoy all sorts of stuff aside from the show of course of course I I listen to a lot of business radio x Mm -hmm. of course because I'm friends with all of you and I I I love what you do and you also host a show I do yes yes. Mm -hmm. and I'm I'm brought in to host when someone can't make it so I love (laughs) doing that um I there's I there's a couple podcasts my new thing is like listening to a podcast while I walk Mm -hmm. right which is great makes it go by quicker now I can't remember the name of it oh she's so good oh what is it anyway it's it's secrets what's Uh your secret I can't remember now anyway she she talks about family secrets Mm. and like people who find out these long buried family secrets she wrote a book about her own family secret Mm -hmm. and how it just really divided the whole family up then she went out and found other people. I guess people started writing her and mm. saying, oh, we had a family secret. secret. So there are these little vignettes, these wow. stories, and she interviews these people. I mean, it is fascinating, and it's and it's heartbreaking, and it's redemptive, and mm-hmm. it's it's so great. She is so good, so I'm mad I can't remember. You know what? That I'll follow up. That happens to me, too. I know. When someone um, asks me, like, Psh. Yeah, reading. I love reading. Um, some of the uh, Gentlemen in Moscow was a great book I just read. Huh. Um, I'm reading a book, my friend, who is a motivational speaker. It's called Working with Wisdom. Her Ooh. name's Trisha Malloy. Um, I've delved into that. I've actually done some work with her. Uh, when are you going to be writing a book, Duffy? Yeah, everyone says that. I'm like, 
<laughs> I know, I know. I, I'd read it for sure. That's right. <laughs> yeah. I, I, you know, I like the great thing about social media is people who write on social media, basically you can just keep all of that and make it a book. I'm yeah. being told, yeah, you need to make an ebook. So mm-hmm. I need to, yeah. Mm. Wow. Sit down. You and heard sit it here first, ma- folks. That's right. Every oh, day, ebook coming up. <laughs> Who knows? Quarantine my. <laughs> oh, the pressure. Yeah. <laughs> Quarantine. Some extra time. Exactly. Exactly. Well, Duffy, let me ask you. I know you mentioned that some of your your mentors and motivators um, as a youngster, your parents were a great resource for you. Um, my who, mom, yeah. Your mom. Who was um, another person that maybe kind of gave you a helping hand as you were trying to ascend into the ranks? Somebody that is. Um, Oh, there were so many. There were so many. And they came at every turn, you know. I mean, I just, I'm I'm so blessed. And I'm so lucky. And um, that's why you're so passionate about giving right. back. Beth Strauss, who was a high school English teacher. She was great. Julia Rowe, who was uh, another one of my influential teachers. She was my uh, chorus teacher, but also so much more. Just a huge mentor. Um, uh, let's see. So, so when You my, were a singer? I was. Oh, my. I yeah, didn't music, know that. Musical theater. Ooh. That's what I thought I wanted to do. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and then I quickly realized, oh my gosh, <laughs> some of the people in musical theater are really weird. And number two, I'm really not using my brain. And I think I have a little bit of a brain. I should probably <laughs> use that. Exercise that muscle. My mom was like, you could do that, but you need a backup. Mm-hmm. So yeah. But television news was great because I loved the being on camera part didn't freak me out. Mm-hmm. Right. I was very comfortable right, with confident. that. I loved words. I loved sound. I loved writing. And that's the thing, like to tell stories. Mm-hmm. I loved telling stories. And so I, cu- I couldn't put words to it back then, but... When I started learning about television news and mm-hmm. t- storytelling, I was like, this is it. It just clicked. clicked. It was it was awesome. Well, you're so lucky to have found your passion and been able to exercise it for such a long time and now kind of metamorphosize that into something that you can still draw on your um, history and then impede that knowledge upon others. Absolutely. I do want to give everybody listening um, your information in case they want to take advantage of Duffy Dixon Media. Yes. Where can they find you? So uh, Duffy Dixon Media, it's DuffyDixon.com. Um, it's DuffyDixon at gmail.com. Pretty easy. Mm-hmm. I also have a YouTube channel uh, if you just search Duffy Dixon, and that shows a lot of the work I've done. We also put out a series of free uh, video conference tips. So I partnered with two job recruiters mm-hmm. because they're using Zoom and these other apps a lot for uh, you know recruiting, pe- recruiting yeah. people, interviewing and interviewees. So we did a series of videos to talk about everything you need to know about video podcasts or video uh, conferencing. Conference. So we talk about, like you said, background, lighting, what to wear, um, the, the, the etiquette, what mm-hmm. you do and don't do. Um, so that's really helpful. We put those out during COVID because we really wanted to get information out that people needed right. and not charge them. I mean, everyone's yeah. having a tough time, right? We just did two more with uh, the woman I mentioned, Trisha uh-huh. Malloy. Those are great for people who need to present on zoom like if you have a powerpoint i have a webinar coming up i need to watch your crash course so yes and i will tell you i hope we stop using the word webinar Mm -hmm. because i hate it it sounds so one way well it's a video conference video conference i like it but you need to watch these to find out how to be interactive Mm -hmm. because now that we've all done the zoom it's or, or or you know these other apps it's not enough for you to just start talking with your powerpoint expect people just pay attention Mm -hmm. It can be done interactively. There, everyone has figured out so many cool ways to bring the audience in, in, yeah. in a very controlled way, yeah. right? And, and drive and, that engagement. Right. So, yeah, I, I strongly yeah, cool. suggest. And for those this. of you that don't know, Duffy is spelled D-U-F-F-I-E. Yes. And then Dixon is D-I-X-O-N. Yes. So please be sure and check her out. Duffy, are there any uh, final tips and tricks or just thoughts that you'd like to leave our audience today before we say bye-bye? 
<laughs> I love bye bye. Bye bye. Um, no, I, I, I thank you so much for having me. Thank I, you for being. I, here. Uh, I've had a wonderful run, and I'm so excited to keep going and build my business. And um, I, I, I hope we're all back face to face sooner rather than later. Everyone, stay safe out there. Absolutely. And before we leave, I have one last word from our sponsor, Cat Rangers. Cat Rangers is saving lives of cats and kittens one paw at a time. They are the special forces of cat rescue, and all of their felines recover in their lovely home-like center in Buford while they wait to find their forever homes. Cat Rangers is growing rapidly and is always seeking financial and volunteer support. Please contribute by visiting catrangers.org today. Oh, yes, we love our fur babies that's over the, there. That's the best thing ever. I love that thing every time I hear it. Are you in the market for a kitty? No, I, 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 my neighbor's cat lives outside. And, and you I've, feed it. Yeah, and I've kind of adopted it. He comes uh, over and hangs out with me on the backyard all the time. Okay, so you... My neighbor a, knows you about it. You have co-ownership. I have co-ownership. And, and I, you know, he's outside. I'm uh-huh. not letting him in my home or anything. Right. But yeah, his name's Milo, and he's my buddy outside. Doug's like, stop feeding the cat. Milo? You're Milo. Yeah. He's like, well, everyone's going to wonder where the cat went. <laughs> for those of you out there looking for a furry companion, please be sure to visit catrangers.org today. I saw some adorable little fur babies on Facebook this morning, and they're looking for their forever home. Thank you guys very much for listening again to our broadcast. This has been Celebrating Powerhouse Women on Business Radio X. Thank you again to my guest, Duffy Dixon. And remember, you can listen to our live broadcast every Friday at 1130 a.m. at our home on the web, businessradiox.com. Select that Gwinnett Studio. If you're listening through iTunes, please hit the subscribe button so that you don't miss a beat with us. Hit that five stars as well because I enjoy reviews. If you guys are on social media, please connect with us at Gwinnett Radio X. And until next time, I'm Amanda Peerch, and this has been Celebrating Powerhouse Women on Business Radio X. Mm-hmm.